Blog Talk Radio. It's more than a slogan. Whether you're on the track... Making your own track. General Tire, anywhere is possible. the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass it's monday night and it's time to get rowdy catch up on this week in arca and nascar with news and comment plus you never know who will stop by for a visit right here on the rowdy mag like show And it's been seven years of Rowdy on Monday night, guys. Welcome back, Shotdown Mark and Kyle Magnum. What's happening, guys? Woo, Rowdy, seven. Uh, big numbers there. I've been there except for the first couple of months from that first year ride, and I'm so glad we met Rowdy because of that. Wow, we got a great show tonight. We have the Roval. We have that great Pennsylvania dirt from Kyle. I was up in the cross for October Fest. Uh, let's talk about as always, isn't there, Kyle? Yeah, we got Port Royal, uh, World of Outlaws, making their last visit in Pennsylvania before they go off for their final four races of the year. So two nights at Port Royal. And another race at Port Royal coming up, not going to be able to make, but um, also Grandview, too. Um Triple twenties on Saturday night, uh, the Thunder on the Hill Racing Series. So, got some yeah, events coming up. Fun. You know, I'm gonna try and hit them, and you know, maybe we'll uh, we'll see how that goes, and maybe make it Saturday night. Don't know yet, but we'll see. Well, guys, hey, we're gonna circle up here and try to start off with a little Arca first. Uh, mm-hmm. The Arca Main Series heads to uh, guys that little old tiny bow Winchester. Rowdy, this coming weekend uh, will be the ARCA CRA Super Series. Uh, the ARCA Main Series is off until Kansas in two weeks. So, uh, yeah, that's where we get everybody gets all thrown sometimes by seeing that ARCA in front of there. But uh, the Jets All-Stars run uh, 100 laps on Friday night at Winchester next week. Uh, this coming Friday. Uh, Saturday, they have qualifying for the Winchester 400 and the Modifieds and uh, the CRA Vores Series, four cylinders. And on Sunday, it's the big one, guys. It is the Winchester 400. 400 grueling, really quick laps at uh, that world's fastest half-mile oval. One of our best guests was uh, Bob Lemons, historian from uh, Winchester, guys. I'm working on getting Bob back. Bob no longer is affiliated with the track, per se, officially, uh, but unofficially. I don't think anybody knows more about that speedway than Bob, and uh, we'll do our best possibly to get him on this Thursday night. Rowdy, what do you think? 
Hey, so the last time, I think, uh, Mark, we had like an hour show, and he talked an hour and a half. It went over. It was great. Uh, and there was no way we were going to stop him. So, yeah, we, we need to get Bob back. He is, it's the little thing. He's Winchester Speedway's version of our Kyle, the Statman Magda. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do our best to get him on possibly on this uh, coming Thursday evening. So, Kyle, did you get to see any of the uh, ARCA West out at the All-Americans? I did not, Rowdy, but uh, P.J. Pedroncelli won the race. Uh, a lot of storylines in that race. Uh, Jake Drew getting into Jesse Love. Um, that was, you know, really, really a big turning point in the championship. Jesse Love now leads Pedroncelli by a point, a single point. Wow going into Phoenix, and the top five are Whoa. separated by six points. So um, really got a tight battle on our hands. You know, Jake Drew three points behind, Joey Ice five points behind, Cole Moore six points behind. So uh, a lot on the line at Phoenix. You know, you're going to have a lot of the Eastern, the East guys in there probably as well in the main series. They'll probably be there too, trying to get a win, maybe get more track time. So, uh Yeah. Um, a lot on the line when we go to Phoenix here in next month, and, you know, it's just going to add to the championship flavor of the weekend. Oh, yeah. I, I, can, I can see several teams from the east and the main going out to finish that season out there, guys. A bigger field than we're probably, used to. Oh, I think at the last few couple of years, yes, I, I suspect you're correct on that one. Uh just the fact that Phoenix is a really neat area, great racetrack, nice facility. Uh, we'll be out there shortly. We'll be out there before we know it, Rowdy, Kyle. Uh, we're lucky we have some connections in uh, Las Vegas and now Phoenix, and uh, we're going to take advantage of those and walk and visit, guys, and see some good racing and some new racetracks. These for you. I have been to Vegas. Well, unfortunately, Mark, we have lost our Vegas connection. Well, we lost a real valuable and, and yep, and just a great person. But fortunately for uh, for us, Rowdy, we have more than one connection out there. Yay, uh, Charlie! We're going to do this show for the rest of the year in your memory, our my friend. And Charlie was the first one to get us business cards, so we'll always be memorable for that. Thanks, Charlie. R.I.P., buddy. So, Kyle, let's talk a little bit of uh, P.A. Dirt just a minute. World of Outlaws were at Port Royal, the Sprint Cars, uh, making their annual stop for the Nittany Showdown two nights. 10000 to the winner on Friday night, 15000 to the winner on Saturday night. Able to make it Saturday night, didn't make it Friday, had high school football to cover. Friday night, <laughs> Kerry Madsen held off Lance DeWeese by 81 thousandths of a second. Closest oh, finish in the world of outlaws this year. Um, Kerry Madsen, that was his first race back actually in a little while. So uh, he won that one. And then uh, Saturday night, Spencer based and uh, won his heat race, won the pole and the dash, and just basically ran away with it. Uh, David Gravel was second. Um, he made a late charge, and Donnie Schatz was the hard charger from 12th to 3rd. So, um, interesting night of racing. The posse didn't fare very well either night. Um, Brent Marks went from 20th to 5th Friday night, uh, fell back a little bit toward the back half of the top 10 on Saturday night. Uh, Lance DeWeese led the, the posse 
Saturday night he was the highest finishing driver in sixth. And, uh, yeah, we had an Invader win Friday night and an Outlaw win Saturday night. So uh, the PA Posse got shut out. And, you know, they did, they did beat the Outlaws. You know, Prem Marks did beat the Outlaws at uh, Williams Grove back in July. But other than that, um, not, not too much as much success for the PA Posse against the World Outlaws. Kyle, what do you think about your uh, years, 2021, covering the dirt? been good so far. Um, it's not over yet, thankfully. Um, still got a few races left. Like I said, uh, got got the uh, Triple 20s at Grandview Speedway Saturday night. Uh, Thunder on a Hill Racing Series, that's when that wraps up, and that's their final event of the year. Um, the Eastern States 200 the weekend after, Saturday or Sunday, October 24th, big race. Probably going to see all the big names there. And then uh, I know BAPS has a show on October 23rd and November 13th. And Lincoln also has another show to end out the year. I think it's this weekend or the next weekend. They have a 410 show as well. So there's not much dirt left. Williams Grove's done. Port Royal still has a race to go with the Speed Showcase 200 this weekend with the Short Track Super Series. So they have that as well. So um, there's just, you know, everybody's wrapping up their year now, and this is when all the big money events are happening. Well, you know, Kyle, listen, man, I, I truly appreciate the hospitality that you showed Mark and I. It, it was pretty awesome now to hear you talk about Lincoln, but now I can tie Lincoln in as coming into a little community, little nice, clean community in the mountains of Pennsylvania, and all of a sudden here's a little racetrack. And it's pretty neat. Hey, it was it's pretty a, neat. It, yeah. it was neat mm-hmm. sniff, sniffing that dust down there and be up there in PA. <laughs> Rowdy, it, it, it was it was a really unique little place. Uh, uh, I like the tunnel going from the grandstands to the infield for allowing access for the fans on that end who wanted to maybe a little more room and being in the grandstands. And the grandstands were nice. The food offerings were fantastic. The racing. That's what you go there for, right? Well, that racing was pretty darn uh, fun to watch, too. With uh, We got the uh, middle of the Pennsylvania Speed Weeks. And we had that special uh, night for us, Rowdy and Kyle. And, uh, Kyle, you were really happy about it. Uh, uh, Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson showed up to do battle with the locals. And how would they finish? Fourth, fifth, something like that. And um, it was just a great night. Looking forward to getting back to Pocono next year, Rowdy, and uh, wherever Kyle ends up sending us then, I think we'll have to do a return to Mahoning Valley just to be on the good side of our old buddy now, uh, Eno. So, uh, but, yeah, get a couple of dirt tracks lined up for us. We're ready, Kyle. And then, hey, then to go back to Mahoney and uh, – <laughs> VIP there with Dino in in the PA system up there. But the most incredible thing was how people loved racing there, man. I mean, it was full house, and they had their heroes, and we knew who the zeros were. And uh, evidently, hey, he's a great racer, but in a lot of people's mind there, the they did. They he's like a Kyle Bush. They, he was a zero that crowd. You know about uh, that? That uh, they 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 well, truly have Kyle their favorites there, Rowdy, up and down through the field. 
it, it was amazing. Uh, they are truly passionate, passionate race fans. And a lot of those local tracks have that. And uh, that, that's one of the great joys of going to your local track is uh, being with your friends every weekend. Uh, you may not have the same driver you pull for, uh, but it makes it very interesting, too. So, yeah, Dino, thank you. Uh, Kyle, thank you. Rowdy, uh, I'm probably looking forward to as much as you are getting back there, buddy. Well, I, you know, we got them two knocked down, and Kyle's, uh, I'd like to do, hopefully somewhere we'll, we'll, we'll be at Port Royal. Port Royal, uh, uh, you know, how can we not, uh, possibility we may even get to go to Williams Grove, even if it is a little bit of a drive. We'll just throw Kyle in the back seat, let him sleep again, and uh, you and I will converse and go to and from, and uh, we'll go enjoy one of the famous, it's, well, it's probably one of the most infamous race tracks, dirt tracks in the United States, is, uh, the, as the locals call it, the Grove. Kyle, what's so special about Williams Grove? Been around since 1939. Um, it was an old amusement park. Uh, you'll notice that when you go there, especially when you park in the overflow. Uh, you see some of the remnants of it. It's just, I, there's just a lot of history there. You know, we've seen all the greats there: Keith Kaufman, Doug Wolfgang, Lance Deweese, Fred Raymer, Greg Hoddet. I mean, the list keeps going and going. Um, you know, the, the greatest of greats have won there, Stevie Smith, Steve Smith Sr. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. Mitch Smith, Smokey Snellbaker. Um, you know, the history has with the Outlaws going back, you know, to their first year in 1978. And uh, there's just a lot of history there with dirt. And, um, you know, just over a half mile, um, you know, especially with the big money shows, you know, the National Open and, you know, other other shows throughout the year. So um, they're usually packed every year. And, you know, they always attract a lot of people. You know, that National Open, man, it was it was definitely packed, that's for sure. People people are starving to get back out in public, guys. We see it. I mean, anytime you have an event, it it it's it's more than what you expect. It's just amazing. Uh, some of the stories, some of the scenes we've seen this year, Rowdy. Uh, from all the short tracks and, and the short tracks, some doing better than others. Uh, I know for the most part, uh, I do spend a good amount of my time in Wisconsin, and their tracks are doing very well. Uh, Madison with Greg McCarns and the uh, also owns the Midwest Tour, and Jerry Alvey and Dells Raceway Park, and uh, promoter of lacrosse Chuck Derry, which I was just at. They put on a really great weekend of race, four straight days. 18 divisions, over 600 feature laps, guys. It was a great weekend. Uh, Oktoberfest, where you was at this weekend? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I saw, and they're probably listening tonight, Terry Burnham, are you out there? It was good to see Terry back at the racetrack. He's with their whole gang from the Trickle Memorial Project. Uh, they raffled off a really cool, cool uh, toolbox you set up. And um, uh, sorry, Stephanie, you didn't get it. Even though your your daughter did pull the winning ticket, it wasn't yours. Uh, the Cotes were there. I got to see 7K Racing. 
Uh, we're going to have them on real soon, Rowdy, because we got to talk a little bit about how their season went. And uh, old Dad dropped a couple of hints while I was speaking with them on Sunday morning. So, yeah, we we got some things coming with them. We uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, I seen they were. Uh, Teddy was getting to spend some personal time with Rich Bickle there, and I. Uh, that's pretty incredible for Rich, Rich to take time out and kind of talk to him and walk him through the situation there at, at Oktoberfest, the track. Well, evidently there's been a strong bond uh, between 7K guys and, and Rich. Uh, and, I, and I'm sure a lot of it has to do with our old friend Terry Byrne. I'm part of that. But uh, Rich actually gets some racing tips to, uh, to Terry while Terry was on the track with one of the trickle cars this weekend. So it's not just those 7K guys, is it, Terry? Uh, he was giving tips to everybody. Uh, had a decent finish yesterday. Didn't go out like maybe he wanted to with another win. But, hey, uh, two wins this year, two of the biggest events of the, of the, the year for the Midwest Tour. So... Congratulations, Rich. Uh, we'll get to see you in a few of these big races towards the end of the season. Uh, really looking forward to spending time with you down in Pensacola. So, Mark, you there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Well, Friday I got there a little later than I expected. Uh, I saw the uh, didn't get to see too many people, and uh, everybody kind of scrambles off to their uh, favorite party zone in the campsite, uh, Rowdy. It's almost like a miniature Caledonia without the boulevard. It's just one big boulevard, so to speak. Um, Saturday I was back uh, in uh, my father's hometown in Wisconsin Dells. Uh, rumor was that there was a few family members were going to be running into town, so I was one of them, and uh, we got to spend some time with family. It was homecoming for the, uh, the Dells High School, and we have uh, family members involved in that, so uh, we went and saw some of the homecoming festivities Saturday evening, had dinner and visited, and I headed back to lacrosse for Sunday's races then. So it was a dual purpose. Uh, looking forward to uh, getting back to lacrosse again next year. Looking forward to getting back to the Dells in a couple weeks, maybe. Uh, we might be in Kansas, uh, Rowdy, but haven't heard yet. And if not, we I, I will be in the Dells. So uh, we got that all going on. One big race left up here in the upper Midwest. Dells Raceway Park the following 150. Uh, that's the 23rd and 24th of October. Uh, Jerry likes to go out with that big last race of the year and that big first race of the year. So congratulations. Looking forward to being there, Jerry. Thank you. Well, guys, uh, Mark, uh, it's just this weekend was beautiful race weather here, uh, and pretty much I'm sure Mark, where you was at too. I've seen the weather, seen the photos and the weather forecast. Oh, uh, for the most part, it was sunny, rowdy. Uh, and if it did, that precipitation seemed to wait till 11 or 12 o'clock at night. Racing was over. It didn't seem, and it wasn't much, and it didn't dampen any of the spirits in uh, the campground. So. Uh, it, it, it's really a, a, quite a festival. Uh, this is the 52nd annual Oktoberfest there. They're doing something right if they're still doing it like this, guys. Racing was great. Uh, Ty Majewski, and a few of us may have heard of Ty, 
uh, that fast qualifying time, uh, also broke the track record for the, his division in the uh, Arkham Midwest Super Late Model. And there was a challenge to start at the rear of the pack and go for uh, go for the big bucks. So if you started the back in one, it was over fifteen thousand uh, dollars extra over what the purse was paying if you pulled it off. I finished second. He gave everybody a real exciting moment there for a while. So, yeah, thanks, Ty, at least for that. Sorry you didn't get it. Uh, Casey Johnson won the race. Uh, he's a local Wisconsin guy. And we asked him to be on. He's working. He had to work tonight, believe it or not. So, yesterday, victory lane. Today, back to the grindstone. So, congratulations, Casey. Uh, you're a good man. Look forward to seeing you racing in the future in <laughs> Wisconsin. We'll see him at well, the Delph. I'm pretty sure of that, guys. Well, guys, listen, we got Terry Burnham calling in, and uh, Terry was a witness <laughs> to what happened at Oktoberfest and, and also Dick Trickle Memorial. Welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Terry. Hey, how you doing, Rowdy, Mark, and Kyle? Uh, boy, what a, what a wonderful weekend, you know. Uh, well, we had a little rain on Thursday, but uh, after that, uh, it was a great show. It really, truly was. Well, a little rain on Thursdays, all right. It's uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday that makes it up. Yeah, <clears throat> and you know they get uh, they get so many different divisions there, and uh, you know, of course, the uh, 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 one of the you know for for myself, you know, I have a have a little bit of a. Uh, you know, uh, part of the uh, uh, Dick Trickle 99, uh, the Trickle 99 on uh, <laughs> on uh, Saturday, uh, on Friday night. And uh, I'm, I'm here to tell you, those guys that race in that Trickle 99 race on Friday night, they go all out. Uh, they, you know, time adjusty one, and it's uh, three separate uh, segments, uh, 33 laps, uh per segment and uh you know they gain points and uh when they start the second seg- segment they uh you know start them in a different position and that so they got to work their way back up uh and the same with the third segment you know and it, it was real close uh it really really was with uh time and uh, danny fredrickson uh and uh and casey johnson there and uh time Majuski came out the winner Two years in a row, and it was uh, it was just a great race. Terry, that that Ty Majeski is a wheel man on a short track, is he not? You know, <clears throat> Ty knows how Ty knows how to drive a race car. But I'll tell you what, he has a guy behind him yes. uh, on his crew, yes. his crew, Toby Noodleman, uh, <laughs> who uh, in, in my in my estimation, uh, if I could say so, Toby's a racing genius. <laughs> he knows how to put a car together. And <laughs> when he does that, all Ty does is go out and drive that car to the best of his ability. And Ty is good, no doubt you about know, it. You know, <clears throat> he goes and yes, he sir. works just as hard at winning that race around that track as Ty is racing because. You see him everywhere around that track as Ty's going around it, and he's constantly communicating back and forth. 
he he is uh, he he is uh, you know the consummate crew chief there, and uh, he uh, he just uh, boy he gives Ty uh, just a great car, you know, and uh, you know watching him, uh, you know, and then come Sunday uh, for the big race there, the 200 lap race. Uh, of course, Ty Majewski set fast time as uh, Mark had alluded to, uh, and uh, he was almost two tenths faster than everybody else. So why not take that $15,000 challenge and start at the back and, uh, um, you know, and Ty worked his way up there and uh, he, uh, you know, took the lead for a while and then there was another pit stop and he, uh, you know, ended up towards the back again and worked his way back up. And uh, he was right there at the end, chasing down Casey Johnson uh, for the victory. If there would have been five more laps, uh, you know, Ty mm-hmm. probably would have won, but uh, Casey Johnson did a heck of a job. <laughs> well, you know, Casey Johnson, Terry, has been in that position many, many times himself. Uh, uh, we've seen him win in Tundra. We've seen him win in Midwest Tour. We've seen him non- win in other uh, Super League model events throughout the state of Wisconsin in the upper Midwest. That's another wheel, man. Uh, we saw a lot of Good, good wheel guys yesterday. Johnny Sauter, Dan Frederick. Uh, a couple other Sauters made really nice runs yesterday. Travis had a really good run yesterday. Johnny faded a bit towards the end. We could go on and on. The amount of drivers we saw yesterday that uh, were so good, there was only one caution for an incident on the track. The other two cautions were for uh, competition cautions. Uh, where they stopped the race on purpose to give the guys a chance to make adjustments, get gas, and, of course, throw on that fresh set of tires. Uh, It was truly a very good and interesting race yesterday, wouldn't you say, Terry? It it was, you know, and, and, you know, uh, uh, through uh, a couple of pit stops, uh, some of the drivers didn't come in. You know, it wasn't until, like, uh, the third caution – uh, that they came in to get tires, and uh, of course uh, the seasoned veteran there, uh, Richie Bickle, uh, stayed out, and then uh, he got tires, uh, you know, pretty close uh, uh, towards uh, towards the end there. And Rich worked his way up through the field again and ended up in fourth spot for yeah. you know and uh, you know talking with Richie uh, early in the early in the day uh, or on Saturday when I was uh, down in the pits, uh, he said the car where he was struggling, they, they were struggling with his car. He said they just, uh, the tires just weren't right, you know. Uh, but, boy, they did, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, his crew chief also, uh, Tony D'Ambrose, uh boy, he, uh, they did a heck <laughs> of a job a getting his car to mm-hmm. come come around. You know, uh, one of the other guys that was uh, I was impressed with uh, yesterday was Skyler Holzhausen, uh, son of uh, uh, Steve Holzhausen, uh, a longtime uh, racer out of Wisconsin there, ASA guy, and uh, Skyler ran a good yeah. race also and finished in sixth place. There were a lot of uh, second, third generations. Um uh, some of them, I think we're going to be seeing them in uh, these big end of the season races in Nashville and Pensacola. Uh, uh, Summers, Gabe Summers, uh, is going to do a little traveling this fall. 
Uh, and a couple others have mentioned, possibly Luke Fenhouse, who's about to take, I think, control and the lead and win the Alan Kowicki uh, development driver. What do you think, Terry? Well, I think, yeah, it's, it's a good program, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, like you, like you said, uh, Mark, that the, oh, uh, there's, you know, second, third generation drivers here. You know, that we're, at least for me, I'm getting to see, you know, uh, race and, uh, you know, and uh, they're, <laughs> they're, starting, they're starting to make theory. a, <laughs> you know, they're starting to make a name for themselves and, uh, you know, and following in the footsteps of, uh, you know, their dads or their grandpas. Uh, and uh, so there, there's, you know, a lot of that going on. Uh, I know. Uh, you know, for myself uh, and for you, you also, Mark, uh, and Rowdy talked about uh, um, 7K race team and Teddy Kashadi and uh, Rich Bickle uh, conferencing together uh, at the track. Um, you know, and, and a week or so ago, uh, we were down at uh, lacrosse for some practice and uh, just to get Teddy used to the track and to, uh, you know, figure figure it out because he'd never been there before. Uh, this is his first year in a late model, so went down there to do some things and see how it worked out. And uh, through that whole week, Teddy uh, he talked to a couple of uh, uh, veterans. Uh, one of them being Tom Ruffner, and the other, uh, um, you know, being Rich Bickle. Rich Bickle came <laughs> over, and uh, boy, he uh, uh, you know he was talking to Teddy about you know, how he's, uh, his line on the track and that. And Teddy's such a good listener, and he's able to apply it to his racing. That's that's yes. the good thing about it. And mm-hmm. and it showed. Uh, he went out there and ran his fastest lap uh, in qualifying uh, on uh, on Saturday night. So it was good stuff. So, Terry, did you have him hydrated up? Did you have Teddy I'm hydrated sorry, what was that, Rowdy? Did you have Teddy hydrated up? Because he said you was the hydration oh, yeah. man. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I uh, uh, I was I was busy, Rowdy. Uh, I was with the Dick, mostly with the Dick Trickle Memorial Project uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, uh, of course, uh, you guys know, all know about that, and uh, we were uh, busy um, selling raffle tickets for, like Mark said, a beautiful. Uh, Milwaukee tool chest that uh, we uh, raffled off. And uh, so my time was spent uh, down doing that. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, when you're doing that, you get an opportunity to talk to a lot of racing folks and, and you get to meet a lot of different people. And uh, that's, that's part of, that's the fun part, you know, uh, doing that. So, and uh, we were, uh, we were able to raise a lot of funds, you know, some funds for uh, the, uh, you know, maintenance part of the Dick Trickle Memorial Project and that. And I'll tell you what, we uh, we appreciate so much the fans, their donation to the to the memorial and and also uh, for uh, the track in Lacrosse and Chuck Deary uh, for. Uh, you know, being uh, so gracious and generous, you know, with, uh, you know, the accommodations that he gives us uh, 
at the track there. It's just wonderful. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, we, uh, we uh, limited it to 600 tickets, and we sold every one of them. So that's a tribute to those fans down there, you know, that, uh, you know, they want to, you know, give their, give their funds to the uh, Dick Trickle Memorial. So, Terry, after looking at what everybody built there, did it take everybody, was it like a joint effort, uh, sculling back and forth, what that was going to look like? Because I'm telling you, that is absolutely incredible, what y'all built. To see what it is now, I mean, how did that, that concept come together, Terry? Well, you know, uh, we asked, we actually, uh, in the beginning, not myself, but, uh, you know, the four uh, original, five original committee members, they went to a designer who came up with this plan, you yeah. know, and he drew out this uh, picture of what, it, you know, and they had some ideas what they wanted it to look like, you know. They wanted it to be round, you know, like a tire, and uh, they wanted the two walls, you know, and uh, – it was, um, you know, so this designer came up uh, with this beautiful picture of, you know, and this concept of what it should look like. And, uh, boy, uh, we got that, and uh, we went to work on it. Uh, and uh, I got I got to tell you, Rowdy, uh, you know, I don't know what it's going to take to get you up here. Oh, that's because, I can't uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know to get wait. you up here for Oktoberfest and, and a little trip up to Rudolph, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'll tell you what, it, it would make your weekend. It really, truly would. And uh, it would make, a, I'll tell you, it would make a lot of people's weekend uh, have you up here. It really would. Well, to be in Victory Lane with Dick Trickle, that, that memorial yeah. is awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, you know, we, uh, like I said, we uh, auctioned off that uh, that toolbox, and uh, you know, we get it. We always have uh, people bring a few uh, of uh, Dick Trickle's old race cars, and boy, I tell you, it attracts the crowd and the stories that people want to share, and uh, you know, uh, just reminisce about Dick Trickle's legacy. Uh, it's pretty cool. Well. Uh... Terry, did, did yeah, uh, Mark, Mark behave on Sunday? I'm sorry, what was that? Did Mark behave on Sunday? That's right. Did, did Mark what? Behave good. Was he his own top behavior? Because he'd been out hanging out with me the week before. Well, I know he was down down in Talladega with you, you know. And I don't know how you guys get any race watching in there from the from the the infield at Talladega, you know. Uh, uh, boy, oh boy, um, it looked like a good time you guys were having down at Dega there. We're just blessed to know a lot of people there. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, <laughs> well, it, you know, it, it's and a job, but I love the job. Well, and, and, you know, and that's kind of the way I feel, Rowdy, you know, like uh, at Oktoberfest here, you know, four days, uh, 12 hour days or longer, you know, at the fest there. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, and 
you know, selling tickets for the memorial project and that, you know, it's kind of, kind of a job, but it's fun, you know, and like you say, and, and seeing all the people and talking to everybody, it's fun stuff. Uh, I'd say it all can't time. Go wrong. It's, a, it's a family reunion. It's like a family reunion, except it's all the ones you want to see in the family. Yep. He, yeah. He, uh, he didn't, you know, he, he got the, <laughs> And and I missed him on Sunday after uh, you know after the race. He was down in the pits. I could see him from the pits from where I was at. And I started going down the pits and and I couldn't find him. You know because all the people down there. Terry, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I left Mark. your present on your on your windshield, Terry. If you didn't notice, I yeah I got it when I yeah. made my first pit stop on the way home, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping. I left the business car under his wiper on the driver's side, guy. I knew he wouldn't get it till he got to his first stop because it'd be flapping in the wind. <laughs> it, it was. Um, it was all of a, all of a sudden I kind of looked at him. What the heck? And I says, I bet Mark put that under my windshield wiper there, and sure as heck it was you, you know. But uh, I, I'm sorry that I missed you, Mark. You know, like I said, me I got too. Me too. Well, caught up down I in the pits. We were over to Bickles. Bickles pit for a while and uh, <laughs> chatting with him and then Tony and uh, you know we had uh, our just agendas, Terry and, uh, uh, and and Fest is such a big uh, if it wasn't for Dick Trickle there may not have been an Oktoberfest either I no, mean he that... he was as much uh, in getting that to the stages that it's at now and he came back every year if he was racing or even towards the end when he was no longer behind the wheel. Trickle always oh. made the pilgrimage to Oktoberfest, and there's a reason why. Well, yeah, you know, and one of the race cars that uh, we had on display over the weekend was owned by a, a former semi-retired racer uh, out of uh, – out of Wisconsin Rapids there. His name is Kirby Kurth, and he owns the last race car that Dick Trickle drove. Yes. And it was sponsored by Papa John's Pizza, and the car only raced in two places, uh, raced at the Slinger Nationals and at Oktoberfest. And uh, Kirby got that car, and uh, he is the, you know, of course, Dick was uh, uh, his one of his mentors, you know, Dick was his mentor uh, when he was racing, and Kirby used to hang around in his shop and in his garage, and he learned a lot from Dick, you know. So that was nice it was nice to have that car there. Well, you, I could just imagine, Rowdy, uh, you're a southern boy, and Kyle, you'll probably understand this. Uh, in the middle of the winter, when you got three or four feet of snow on the ground, there's not much to do. Yeah, snowmobile, snowmobile, but you know, you get tired of that after a while. But the fence racing that goes on inside those shops in the middle of the winter is what makes those guys so good during the middle of the summer. That and a few PBRs in the bottle uh, helps also. <laughs> but, uh, it, it's just. Yeah, it's an amazing camaraderie, family uh, relationship, and racing period. I, but I truly think that Wisconsin and, and the northern reaches take it to another level. Uh, they keep it rolling even in the middle of winter, don't they, Terry? Yeah, it's uh, 
you know, they uh they're they're getting things ready, you know, for for the season uh during the winter over there. Uh a lot of them take a few weeks off. Uh I was talking to Rich Bickle's crew chief Tony D'Ambrose there and uh, he says they're going to run uh, Halloween uh at the Dells here on the 23rd. Uh that'll be the final show uh 150 for uh for those guys and uh and Tony said uh, he might take about six weeks off uh, before they, uh, you know, get down south there and, uh, you know, head f- for the snowball derby. Well, that was... everything that's transpired with Bickle's career this year, uh, the two big wins in Wisconsin, I, I suspect uh, they have something in the works for the derby, Rowdy, Kyle, and, and Terry. Um, they're going to come down loaded for bear. And I, I suspect we can actually see something big from Rich uh, at the Derby this year. Well, you know, I, I, you know, he has. You're right. You know, he won the Joe Shear Classic, and he won the the inaugural Jimmy Sauter Jimmy Sauter uh, Memorial Race, uh, and he's you know finished uh, uh, finished uh, second to uh, Luke Fenhouse at Slinger uh, for the you know, the yearly championship there. And uh, for him, if he were to go down to the Snowball Derby, he's a five-time winner down there. And if he mm-hmm. were to go down to the Snowball Derby, and, and you know, and be able yeah. to come away with a victory. What a, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, for me, I, I would think that, well, he's got to walk away scratching his head. Well, do I really want to retire? Yeah. He's done it before. He's done it before, Terry, I have a question. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Terry, I have a question. Kyle has a question. Sure, Kyle. So I I have a two, it's a two-parter, it's a two-part question. My first part is, speaking of Luke Luke Fenhouse, uh, what are your thoughts on the SRX series, if you caught it at all this year? And my second part is, do you think that NASCAR has too many road course races? Um, do you feel like they've worn out their welcome with that, or do you think it's enough right now that they have seven and seven's enough? Well, uh, your first question uh, regarding Luke Fenhouse, uh, here's a kid. I saw him about four years ago uh, when he first got into late models up at uh, uh, Marshfield Speedway one night, and uh, he, I was impressed with the, the young kid then. And he has just continued to uh, take his talent to the top. Uh, he uh, and uh, boy, he's going to be one. You're going to hear his name. Uh, he, he's going to be one that's going to be uh, be uh, up there and running. Uh, and he'll be he'll be challenging Ty Majeski uh, at any races they go to in that. Um, you know. And in answer to your second second question, you know. Um, you know, I'm, I, I, I got to say, I got to be honest with you, I'm not a big road, road course guy, uh, you know, because I'm all about going fast and turning left, whether it's on asphalt or dirt. Um, but it, it is interesting, you know, what they've done, uh, what NASCAR has done with it. Uh, and the thing about it is, is that, uh, you know, and I remember back in the day when they had the road courses and they, they brought in the ringers, you know, they'd bring in the Boris Seds, you know, and they would, you know, bring in the Tommy Kendalls and, 
and, uh, you know, see what those guys can do. Uh, but it always seemed like uh, a NASCAR guy would come out on top, you know, and, 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 and uh, you know, and it wasn't necessarily the top runners either, you know, like, uh, like been happening with the road courses this year. So, um, but I, you know, I think, I think it's good. Some of the, a lot of the fans like it, you know, but like I said, for myself, uh, I'm go fast, turn left. Well, Terry, we're, we're sure blessed that you made it through what you went through and appreciate you calling in tonight. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on and, uh, you know, and I just want, want to say real quickly, Rowdy, uh, yeah, it, it was a tough little uh, road to hoe there for a bit, but uh, a lot of people with thoughts and prayers uh, helped get me through it, you know, and I'm truly grateful for that. So, And I'm grateful for you guys for uh, letting me yak on here for a while. I appreciate <laughs> it. Man, we appreciate it, Terry. It's always great to oh, have yeah. you, Holly. All right. Thanks for a great Terry. Thank you. You bet, Mark. I'll be in touch with you guys. Okay, take care. Oh, we're honored too. Give our best to those seven K guys and that lovely Friday years. All righty. Yeah, thank you. Look forward. He goes and sees them every weekend and brings them all sorts of treats, goodies. So uh, uh, I almost wish I lived closer so I could get those goodies at the uh, indoor racetrack too, Terry. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I, I'm contemplating getting, and giving some consideration to Snowball Derby. There you so, go. Well, please, please do. We're going to be there. <laughs> you know that. All right. Uh, all, right. Right. all right. If it happens, I'll better. let you guys know, okay? Yes, Thank sir. you. Appreciate it. Feeling good, Terry. It was so great to see you at the track again. Be good, uh, yeah. buddy. All righty. Take care. Thank you. At times like you this, too. I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All right, that's Terry Burnham. <laughs> Get back with you know, the Walt- memorial. <laughs> Michael Waltz from the commercial and I have the same problem. I forgot I was on mute for a couple of times this evening. I talked <laughs> yeah. away and I look, you know, they can't hear me. My apologies. Uh, it was good to see Terry at the track. He uh, he looked good. He felt good. He uh, the, the the whole trickle game. Jeff, you know what? I can't name everybody because if I going to forget somebody, and uh, they may feel hurt, but they were there. Uh, the purple t-shirts and hats and uh, trickle member for later, it was everywhere, Rowdy. Uh, when you tried to think you were going to be with the with the gang from the uh, of the memorial, and it was just another group of trickle fans there, and it wasn't always them, so fantastic weekend. And Terry's right. We got to get you up there. We got to get you to the memorial. Kyle, you too. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of them, uh, but luckily for Dick, he had some really, really, really great friends. And uh, this is first class. It may be in a tiny little town in Wisconsin, in the middle of nowhere, some may say, 
but it's one of the neatest memorials I think you'll ever see. Looking forward to being able to share it with you guys. When Terry took us through, Ann and I through, the first time we were there for the dedication, uh, I, it would left me speechless. I had nothing to say. All the pictures, all the quotes, all of that was there. And I'd been in, and witnessed so much of it. Uh, it just took me back 50 years, guys, plus. Well, Mark, I know it's a great weekend. Could tell it to uh, Terry and, and both y- y'all. Uh, looking forward hey, to being Roberts. there someday. Uh, yeah, seeing time, you're, time you're stuff. Na- I, your neighbor on your your neighbor at the boat, Rowdy. <laughs> yeah. So Kyle, Kyle Larson brings it home again, man. Oh, Win number seven for 2021. It was a really interesting drive uh, for the, the, the for Larson. Um, changed the battery, changed an alternator belt, had to start at the yes. rear. One one part of the uh, race, I think, the one run, he went from 26th to 6th and uh, came in late uh, during a caution, able to get around uh, the, the three in front of him. So uh, had a good you know battle with uh, Tyler Reddick, Danny Hamlin, and. Uh, yeah, that's how it ended up. You know, Larson just uh, drove away. Had a, you know, it seemed like that car came to life uh, toward the end of the race. And uh, seventh win of the year, third road course win of the year. That's the most ever by a cup driver in one year. Um, uh, I think I think the story, the biggest storyline out of that race was probably Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick, um, you know, aside from the Larson what? win. Um, yeah, um, you know, Harvick got into Chase Elliott at one point in the race destroyed the back end of Elliott's car. And then uh, Kevin Harvick tried to block the nine, or at least he thought he, the nine was coming, and he wrecked himself. So I guess that was karma there, and uh, Kevin Harvick's out of the next round of the playoffs. But Chase Elliott came back to finish 12th. Um, definitely a, a great run coming back by the, cha- the defending champs. And, uh, you know, Alex Bowman didn't make the next round. William Byron didn't make it. Christopher Bellin, of course, was mentioned uh Kevin Harvick, so it's going to be an interesting last couple of races. We go to Texas this week, um, Xfinity and Cup. And the trucks are off to Martinsville, and um, yeah, we got 500 miles on Sunday, 335 miles on Saturday, and um, you know we got the thick of the playoffs in it now. So the next round starts. So um, some crucial races coming up, and um, you know especially for Xfinity and Cup, um, you want to try and get that first one out of the way and. So far, guys, in the first two rounds, Denny Hamlin's won the opening race and Kyle Larson's won the final race. So um, that's been the trend so far, and um, I'm not sure if it'll continue or not at Texas. But, um, you know, I think uh, this is actually the first points-paying race for the Cup Series this year at Texas. So um, can't really base notes off the All-Star race much. This race starts a lot mm-hmm. earlier in the day and uh, probably will might end at night. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, you know, so they don't run it as late as they used to in the season. And... Uh, yeah, so um, should be. Uh, hopefully, it's a good race. Um, you know, they had the PJ one there. Hopefully, add a little a little excitement to the race. And yeah, no more road course racing and a tough break for AJ Allmendinger on a Cup race, running fifth and uh, had mechanical problems, finished 38th. Um, was up there. Uh, Chase Elliott won the first stage. Allmendinger was second. Got passed on the last lap of the first stage. And uh, yeah, it's actually one of the, the races I've actually gotten to see. So, um, oh, and I also want to mention too, uh, before I forget it, we can't forget about the asphalt side of things. 
Uh, Mahoning Valley Speedway, they're going to have a big 125-lap modified race to end the season. And also uh, King of the Green at Evergreen uh, this upcoming weekend. Sunday is going to be the tour-type modified. So hoping to go to that. Um, hopefully the weather cooperates, and um, you know we'll be back on the asphalt for the first time in a while. So, guys, you look at the uh, the way we stand right now, the, the uh, round of eight. You got Kyle Larson and uh, Chase Elliott with the Hendricks team, and then you got Ryan Blaney, uh, Joey Logano, Brian Nikowski with, with Penske, and then you got Oof, Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex, and and our guy Rowdy, Rowdy Bush there with uh, Gibbs. So, so this is my question to both of you. Do you have to have teammates, multiple teammates, to make the rounds? To the final four. Hmm. Wow, that's a good question. And, and you know what, Kyle and I talked about this a little bit yesterday afternoon. Kyle and I, you remember uh, the, the the fact that the, the entire Penske team is still in there. Uh, that's kind of amazing, uh, and, and it just bodes for the fact that maybe one of those three could be the champion. It also could be said for the three. Uh, Gibbs drivers also, so. And what do you do? Count out Hendricks, but you know, two guys like Kyle Bush and, or I mean, Kyle Larson, excuse me, Mr. Larson, uh, and Chase Elliott, uh, last year's champion. So, the cream has risen to the top. Uh, I think it could be anybody's uh, championship right now. I think the best of the best is there. Uh, where they belong, Albert, maybe one or two guys, maybe, you know, change positions. Uh, surprise Harvick's out. That's the way it is. What do you think, Kyle? I think, as far as Penske goes, I think the best, the driver has the best chance out of that, that group is Ryan Blaney. Um, yes. I, I think he, he has been the most, well, I mean, the problem with, with Penske is they have lacked consistency this year. Um, yes. They have won races, but they have not been very consistent. And when they have won races, man, they have won like Ryan Blaney went back to back. So um, I think Ryan Blaney probably has the best chance out of that group now. Do I think a teammate needs to be with you in the final four or it's going to happen? I think it will happen. Um, you know, I think somebody like Larson could be there with Elliott. I think I think those two will get in. I think my, my final four hasn't changed. Um, I have the five, the nine, the 11, and the 19. I think it's going to be – Gibbs versus Hendrick. I think that's just been the storyline all year. You know, Toyota versus Chevrolet. Um, that's been the whole thing all year. So um, I think it's going to continue. I just don't know if the Fords have it. But um, but like I said, Ryan Blaney probably has the best chance out of that whole Penske bunch that has a shot to win the title. Well, uh, guys, oh, great. it's, been, that's a good it's proved, been proved in the past that the cream of the crop, the cream rises to the top. And we see it each time. It's usually a battle between the four drivers at the top. Well, Rowdy, it it, it rolls. Uh, You know, we've talked about that a little bit. And uh, as it is, depending on how that final four is, it's probably going to be two teammates. Two from one team, two from another. Uh, it's to be determined. And I have to agree with Kyle. The, 
fact that uh, Penske's been more a little streaky this year, uh, not as consistent, but they could hit one of those streaks. And uh, Cal, Cal, you're right. I think Ryan Blaney is uh, is right. I think he'd be a really great and popular champion. Uh, he's so good with the younger uh, folks. Uh, he, he would be a fantastic champion and, and a hard one to argue and not be a but Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, uh, either of those two, I think. As far as the Gibbs organization, uh, I'm trying to be nice about this. I like Martin Truex and have for quite a while. Uh, the, the, the rest of the team, they have their moments, and that's all I can say. Yeah, well, guys, uh, we're getting down to the final, <laughs> the final races on this, and uh, we're having this. Uh, now we're getting uh, email for uh, registration for Phoenix. That's not far away, guys. Championship race. Uh, well, you know what? We'll have to seriously discuss possibly doing that. Uh, if things transpire, Rowdy, uh, how can we not? Uh, we enjoyed championship weekend before. I know you've won, been able to attend more than one championship weekend. I'll bet maybe not at Phoenix, but uh, Olmsted, Miami. There is something special about that weekend. It's, it's There's a reason they call it championship weekend, right? Well, Kyle's experienced it. And you, Kyle? Yeah. With uh, Jimmy Johnson's championship. Been there twice, actually. Been to the championship race twice. Uh, Kyle Busch in 2015, Gordon's last race in the 24, and then uh, Ooh. then uh, Jimmy Johnson won in the seventh title in 2016, which was a nice, nice way to end the year, you know, and then Penn State won the Big Ten championship like two weeks later, so it was a nice, uh, nice way yeah, to end in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I was there too. I was there. I was in Southern Florida one weekend, and two two weeks later, I was in, I was in the middle of middle of the country, so watching uh, a football game. So that just, I guess, that's life. Well, guys, they're uh, testing. I know we're getting down close to being done here, but uh, testing the new car, the Gen Seven. Uh, it's it's kind of strange looking at that single nut. Uh, Kyle, what, what kind of out of this? I know they've got to be doing. Nobody, I have not heard anybody mention this, but out of this, they've got to be doing pit stops to see how long it's uh, taking. And can we eliminate another man over the wall? Yeah, I would think they would be practicing pit stops, especially with the new car coming as soon as it is. Um, don't know about the other other answer to your question. But uh, don't know about the the man over the wall or not. If that'll be eliminated. Don't really know. But uh, yeah, it's definitely gonna be interesting with the one lug nut. And uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully the car races good. And you know, hopefully, you know, the next couple of days of the Roval, we get a good product out of it. And Mark, you know, did you say Natalie was gonna be in part of that test session? Uh. I'm not sure. She may be down there, but I don't know if she will be in the test session. Uh, I, got I thought you said N29, sir. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I, my, my, yeah. Uh, my, 
in 29. Quite a bit of time talking with Jess Ballard, uh, uh, Jess and Travis. Uh, I've been together a while. Uh, they run their racing futures together. Um, and Jess has uh, spoken some of the things that we've spoken about, and the, the money and the sponsorship and pressures to get out there. Uh, do they rent the car out? Does Travis drive it? Uh, basically, to, to go to one of the bigger Super Lake Mile races, with the exception of Zerby, Rowdy, and Kyle. Uh, it's about, on the low end, you could do it for about ten grand. Well, that's a good truck and change when you don't have ten grand uh, to do that with. So, uh, they're, they're, they're going through some tough times. Uh, they're making it work. They're going to stick to it. We agree. This is a good time to be involved with racing, even though the uh, uh, maybe the sponsorship and monetary end are, are, are a little freaky. Uh, but if you can make a goal with it right now, uh, you'll be able to make a goal of it. So uh, they worked a little bit with Natalie this weekend, uh, just because it was an unusual situation. And uh, I would prefer she would prefer we didn't go into details, and I agreed with that. Uh, and understandably why, Rowdy and, and Kyle. So uh, we may or may not see uh, Natalie in the near future. Uh, that's basically what it boils down to. We may or may not see her at Winchester or Nashville or Pensacola to be determined. Uh, I hope we do get a chance to see her. Uh, you know, Rowdy, uh, we we should probably get a hold of Natalie one way or another, get her on the show, and uh, maybe she'll talk with us about uh, her future. It'll be, I think we need uh, to kind of try that. So interesting, but kind of a, on the racing end of it, it was a little uh, frustrating for some people, but uh, just made the best of it. Uh, didn't get to see much of Travis. He was awful busy. Uh, their, uh, their development driver uh, needed a good amount of work, and I think uh, working with Travis Braden, he qualified grand decent. And if he hadn't had him there in the background helping him, uh, they wouldn't have been there. So, you know, Travis did the job best he could. All right, Kyle, what you got to take us out of here tonight? Well, guys, don't know if I'll be at the racetrack or not this week, but I do have high school football again Friday night. Um, We'll see about Saturday. We'll see how that goes. And, uh, you know, if not, we'll uh, turn all our attention to Eastern States 200 next Sunday, October 24th. So that's what I got coming up. And, uh, you know, thanks to – also want to say thank you to Port Royal Speedway, Justin Snyder, uh, for uh, for uh, letting us in this year um, to cover uh, all the rest of the year at Port Royal. Hopefully uh, return there in 2022 for opening day. Actually, it's ironic that I, I'm as I'm at Port Royal, one of their, their first races and their last races of the year. So um, <laughs> good year for them. Good 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 to get some exposure for us, you know, with the World Outlaws and the All-Star Circuit of Champions. So um, really big races. We got to cover Tuscarora 50, the Nittany Showdown. Uh, can't make the Speed Showcase 200 weekend this weekend at Port Royal. Another big race, 50000 a win. But uh, can't make it, unfortunately. So uh, hopefully that's a good one. And um, if you're in the area, try and check it out and uh, get out to your local short track. Kyle, we got to make that big next year. We we really do. I mean, I can see us doing this big. And and Port Royal being a part of that, man. I, I, I thank uh, them. 
we have we, we luckily already have the uh, somebody we could possibly contact for ourselves next year with the dirt series uh and dirt is the big one uh they're the nascar of dirt hence the name so uh maybe some assistance from them and getting some credentialing through them it'll make it that much easier and uh kyle will just have a wide open pennsylvania and Maryland and uh, Ohio and ever, wherever we can get them to next year. Looking forward to that. And, uh, uh, speaking of the dirt guys, I, I was working on business today uh, with the uh, World Finals coming into Charlotte in a few weeks. So uh, words in on that one. I'm working on that. I'm working on uh, Derby. Uh, and shortly, Rowdy, you and I will be working on the All-American 400. Racing season's not over by far. Cup, Xfinity, trucks, short track. Lots of big money. Lots of big, big, big races coming up, and I'm looking forward to spending some time with as many of them as possible. Dave Dorker. Kyle, thanks so much. Uh, Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, guys. Great great piece of flavor for the show. And thank you, Rowdy, for allowing us to have our chance to BS on a Monday and a Thursday night. So, that light shining real bright, Rowdy. We're going to keep it there. Bright, bright, bright. And until Thursday night, we'll see ya. Hey, it's Thursday night. We're going to back up and do it again. Rowdy style. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Good barbecue. You keep coming back for more. (laughs) Just like that light. It just keeps on shining bright. It's, it's, yeah, we're like the deer in the headlights. <laughs> Bring it to us, baby. Bring it to us. Thanks, Roddy. Thanks, Kyle. Go All right, guys. guys. Appreciate it. Tell the ladies hello. She's looking for extra banana, Roddy. <laughs> she misses your business, too. Thanks, Roddy. Thanks, Kyle. We'll see you in a couple days, guys. Bye. See you guys. Bye-bye.